welcome to the Unapologetic Connections podcast. We are spicing things up, having no podcast hosts, no scripts, and bearing it all completely unedited. We are a group of entrepreneurial women who believe in true, deep, unapologetic stories. Because life isn't always Instagram worthy. Life is messy, unpredictable, and can rock you to the core. It's time to unmask and show all aspects of ourselves unapologetically. Let's come together, rock this thing called life, and support the heck out of each other. Because ain't nobody got time for the mask of judgment. Get ready to connect, share, and feel the unedited love of unapologetic connections. Welcome back, Connections. My name is Haley Lowen, and I am one of the unapologetic speakers represented by the Unapologetic Connections Agency, and I am proud to be introducing this week's episode brought to you by Nude Vodka Soda. In addition to my work as a speaker, I am also an intuitive business coach, and I'm super excited to be bringing a topic to the table this week, a topic that has haunted me for too fucking long. And it's all about how to be perfect. I struggled with this all my life, but didn't really realize it until I was starting my teen years. And I saw how everybody was, you know, growing up and doing things maybe different than I was or doing things better than I was. And I wanted to strive to be like them. I could never just be myself. It was never good enough. So what I found was when I was in swimming, I was really good at it but I was really good at it in the B pool. So when I went to the A pool, I wasn't as good. So I wasn't getting that, oh, way to go, Haley, you're doing really awesome. Oh, way to go, Haley, you've won the gold medals. I was not getting that praise. So I went back to the B pool so that I could be perfect and get that recognition and that praise. So my question to you guys is, do you have trouble meeting your own standards, like in your business? Yes. Tell me more, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I have been plagued by perfectionism since I, pretty sure since the day I was born. Uh, I have no conscious recollection of the messaging ever really coming from any role models or parents or teachers. It has really been something that I have struggled with most of my life. And I now consider myself a recovering perfectionist, Mm -hmm. not recovered quite yet. Um, But I do strive for an enormous um, amount of excellence in everything that I do. And I can be my own worst critic. Mm. When you say recovering perfectionist, do you find that you have moments where you don't feel like you're in recovery and you fall off the wagon? That is a great question. Um, I have tried in, I would say, probably the past five or six years to re-establish what I believe perfectionism means to me. I found that the word perfectionism was actually holding me back in thinking that I needed everything to be perfect, when in fact I actually was just striving for a certain level of excellence that I knew that I could obtain or had shown myself in the past that I could obtain. So it was almost like a comparison of a different layers and levels of me and different uh, years of my life where I felt more successful or less successful in comparing myself to myself. So my perfectionism never showed up as jealousy or envy or competition, and it still doesn't. 
when I see somebody else doing incredibly well, I don't think if I were more perfect, I would reach their level of success. I am always in kind of competition with what I believe my own purpose and potential really is. Yeah, I think perfectionism, we want that perfect body, that perfect job, that perfect way of saying something. And if we're not that way, then judgment comes through. And I think when we do identify where we are thinking that we need to be perfect, it helps us because we can look at the areas where we don't identify with it. Totally. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, well, why why am I not striving for perfection in this, but I'm striving for perfection in, in that? kind of interesting actually that you say that because I don't think I strive for perfection in every area of my life but there's definitely specific areas that I feel I'm much more hesitant to move forward in and I think it's because in those areas I really want to be really clear and perfect before I move forward so I'll give you an example one of them being um, going on social media with my business and doing Facebook lives and stories that has been a really big struggle for me for whatever reason there's some kind of a block there And when I looked at it this weekend and really sat down and thought about it, um, it's basically wanting it to be perfect, you know, wanting it to look a certain way and wanting the words to flow and wanting the message to be really clear and not feeling like I had been in that space um, up until recently to be able to do that. So I think um, a friend of mine actually gave me some encouragement this past uh, week and she just said you know what just do it and if it doesn't work out you can always delete it and just go and just do it and I did my first Facebook live this weekend and I think it turned out actually really well so you know you just get a little bit more confident each time you do something and hopefully over time it will start to become a little bit more comfortable yeah if you don't do the thing (laughs) then you stay in the comfort zone you stay doing the things that you are good at but then you're you're not like progressing like just when I was talking about with the swimming, you know I didn't progress to the A pool because I was too worried about failure, right? So you put yourself out there and you see yourself in a Facebook live and you're just like oh my god I can't believe I just did that. You're shaking and you're sweating and you're just like it's not gonna be perfect. Nobody's gonna like me. Blah 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 blah, right? Yeah. And then you see it afterwards and you're kind of like wow I did really good. The where I struggle is I'll say, yeah, I'm doing really good, but then I'll advance at like a, a month later, like I'll I'll get better at something and I'll look back on a video and I'll be like, holy shit, I sucked. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, and then I freeze up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, I, I, I can't do another one now because now I'm stuck. I'm not, I'm definitely not perfect. So what's the point in releasing another one? Jessica, I'm curious um, about your example on the Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. What were you using as a measure of success or perfection? Well, for me, actually, it was just how I felt at the end of it because I struggle with anxiety, so which is for a different day. But so for me, that that anxiety and that feeling that you get when you're trying something new and you're putting something forward for the first time and going back and rewatching it. And I didn't sit there and pick it apart into a million pieces like I normally would. So for me, that's success. Whether everybody else liked it or not, I'm not sure. But <laughs> for me, I, I looked at it and went, okay, no, that's not too bad for my first go. And there was a lot of action that happened on it. So I thought, you know what, that's not a bad start. That's amazing. Yeah. It's really great advice too. Mm-hmm. And actually looking at Haley's (laughs) on a regular basis, that actually really inspires me because you do them a lot and it's nice to be able to see you just like progressing over time and looking at that and thinking, well, okay, she had to start somewhere too. Mm -hmm. And everybody has to start at the beginning. So it's time to start. 
Yeah. It's not an easy thing when you are expecting yourself to sound like somebody who has been doing it for years and years and years and years and years. Like I, I haven't been doing this for years and years and years and years. But in the beginning, in my mind, I should sound like somebody who's been doing it for years and years because I am sitting here telling you that I'm an expert at being an intuitive business mentor or coach. Like I'm telling you I'm an expert at being an, an intuitive. Mm -hmm. So I should be an expert. I'm doing air quotes. I should, <laughs> <laughs> I should be an expert at doing a live video and telling people about how I coach people or, or whatever, doing a live card pull. I should be perfect at it. And if I'm not, then what's the point of me even doing it? So you, the perfectionist tends to stop. Right. We don't follow through. Or in my case, I'll fill the void and I'll do photography and I have I am blessed Malabies and I have my intuitive business coaching. You know what I mean? So I have these three different things, which I've just discovered. I have because I, if I go all in and one and fail, mm. then I'm ruined. The stakes mm. are too high. The stakes are way too high. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like what would happen or what do you tell yourself will happen? Well, it's the fear of failure in my like family. Like I, I love being able to provide and help with the family like money situation, right? Like I love being a provider and I also love to help people. So if I'm not helping somebody in a way that's like all in, then what's the point of me even doing it? Because I'm so invested in the people that I'm coaching. If I don't, if I don't give them a hundred percent like satisfaction or like they're not getting enough out of it, then I feel like a failure. So if I put, go into different areas, then I can be like, okay, well, I sucked at doing this for you, but I can do this for you. And I'm really good at that. So you have more opportunities have more. to try and, and to be perfect. Somebody. Yeah. Well, Hey, if I, if I suck at coaching you, well then I'll, I'll take your photo. I guarantee you like that, <laughs> you know, or I'll make you a mala so that I can help you with your mantra work. And I know you'll like that because I'm good at that. So I will find something that you will be happy with. That's why I have these different businesses so that I can keep up with my perfectionism mm. mindset. Ooh, interesting. interesting. And when I think, when I listen to that, it would be exhausting. It is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure on yourself. And I think it comes with insecurity as well. Even when I'm writing something and I, I delete it probably three times before I hit send. And then as soon as I hit the send or the post, I'm like break out in a sweat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Cause it could, and then I go back and I read it and I edit it again. And then I hit post again and it's just a cycle cause it's fear. It's all fear-based. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's a huge fear of, of failure or looking stupid or your sense of self-worth. Me, I, I, I've talked about in my podcast, the stupid thing. Right. And I, I feel like that's another thing that limits me. Because I'll be like, okay, well, I don't know what else to say, or I wish that I had a better response to your question. Right. So then I'll re-listen even to our podcast where I was having a couple of not so great weeks because my daughter was sick and I wasn't really all there. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, wow, I sound like a freaking like idiot. And I'm like, I want to be more of this like leader. Like, you know, I, I want to sound more like you know, Mel and Jessica and Ashley and Kathy and Anna, you know, like I want to sound more like you guys, but I didn't feel like I did that day. So I, I get down on myself. But the cool thing is that's different these days is that I, that it doesn't stop me. Right. It, something's changed in my life where it used to be where it was just like, fuck this and I leave. 
now it's, I'm recognizing it, but it's not letting me, I'm not stopping. You're aware of it. I'm aware of it, but I'm continuing to go because I want to grow because I care so deeply, again, about my clients and my family and about my message. I love it, like talking to somebody and having like them have that aha moment. So if they're not going to, if they don't have that aha moment, yeah, I'm going to be self-deprecating and I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I suck at this and blah, 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 blah. But then I'll talk to somebody and it'll be different and then I'll be like, okay, I'm good. So it's, it's, it's very But why is that on you if they don't have that moment? Maybe they are not ready or at the level where they are capable of receiving what you have to offer. And that, but that's the, the issue with like having that perfectionism mindset. I'm, Agreed. I'm not in recovery yet. <laughs> I'm, working on it. I'm working on it, but I think, <laughs> I think what keeps me like going, um, and not to the point where I just give up everything and throw in the towel is, uh, my love for doing it. My love for talking to people. So I just keep going. Well, it's a gift you have to keep going, recognizing that in yourself, giving others permission to do the same, which is great. Yeah. Listening to you guys all talk, I was thinking to myself, what the heck do I have to add to this? And really, I was thinking perfectionism for me was actually a negative in that as a kid, it was like, oh, you think you're so great. You got another A. Oh, you're the best artist. That's great. Mm. And actually and losing friends over it and actually feeling criticized for doing well. So a lot of times I think I just kind of similar in that not going for it because you're worried about what will happen, mm. but not because of worried of being perfectionist, but worried about being too good. People aren't, aren't going to like you because of it, okay. or you're going to have too much money. They'll judge you. Or even like two years ago, my husband bought me a really great convertible. I'm embarrassed to drive it, which is ridiculous. What are people going to think of me because I'm driving this car? So it's just really interesting how that's a different mm. side mm. of perfectionism as it being, yeah worried about it that way yeah well I know with my upbringing like with my parents I strive to get that a right or I strive to get to do well because I wanted their approval I wanted them to say you know Haley great job you know I, I, I like I said I wanted I wanted that affirmation all the time so now it's cool actually just thinking about it right now it's like I was seeking for the affirmation for people or somebody to say nice things but now my first business I'm blessed Malabies is all about giving yourself the affirmation and I think that's what shifted me and brought me the awareness that that's what I was doing was I was seeking outside mm. yeah that's actually interesting that link between that business and what you're yeah mm-hmm. yeah I just thought of it right now yeah. like oh, oh very wow. interesting. Very cool. that's what happens when you start do something that's scary this is scary right to come into a group of coaches who are friggin smart and who I admire like crazy like and to like start a podcast and just wing it, you know, cause that's kind of what we're doing <laughs> unapologetically and just kind of let it go. So speaking of letting it go, I really had to let go of my body image issues. I suffered from an eating disorder for years, but I would love to talk to Melanie Dawn, food and body coach about this. And also Ashley McIver, health coach, about uh, perfectionism with body image. What would you say about that? Uh, I would say when it comes to my business, it has held me back because I feel like I should be a certain size and a certain body type to be speaking to women about food and body 
issues, what I've realized I've had to do is take messy fucking action to move forward in my business. And I'm now at a place of acceptance of myself and my body. Uh, It took a lot of work (laughs) and I am in the process of still making changes and decisions every single day of my life. I didn't realize how bad my body image was, I think, until the last year of going through this kind of healing process and stepping out into being a food and body coach. It's been, it's been hard stepping out in the body that I have right now, but it's also made me really appreciate that I am able to step out and be who I am and know that I'm good enough to step into this role as a coach. Hell yes. Yeah, exactly. Lovely. It almost made me want to tear up. Yeah, I I feel a little bit emotional right now and really hot. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's inspiring. But I just find you inspiring anyway. I just adore you. Thank you. So so this this is Ashley McIver, health coach. So I actually really, yeah, I have to say that's affected me a little bit hearing you speak, Mel. Um, I'm just inspired by you because of your strength and you're just beautiful inside and out. So thank you for that. I actually, so being a health coach, that is the one word that I just love to use is healthy. I've always said that it starts with your mind before it can even start with your, with your body. This is tricky because being in shape and being fit is something that I take pride in and I love for the health benefits. And honestly, more so for me was the mental health piece because I struggle with anxiety and because it was so bad to a point and exercise and health and proper nutrition and what I'm putting in my body is affects it so much. And when I'm putting the right things in and I'm working out, however that looks to anybody, yoga, running, weightlifting, whatever, it just, it was, it was medicine for my anxiety. It just eased it. And that's where it started. My body just naturally changed because I'm in the gym or because I'm staying healthy. But one thing that I always tell my clients, if they say, oh gosh, I'm fat, which I hate that fucking word so much, or I need a good diet. Well, I'm sorry, but until we change that mindset, I can't actually work with you because we need to focus on just getting healthy and being healthy and making those right choices for health and nutrition. Because at the end of the day, I mean, your mental health, it just, it's so much more important. And that's honestly the first reason why I do this. Mm -hmm. I want to help women be mentally healthy and the physical just happens after that. What about the clients, Ashley, that come to you and say, you have a perfect body and I want your body and how can I get your body because I view that as perfection? It actually makes me really uncomfortable. Um, I feel a sense of pressure in a way to keep up and keep going at this. And that's actually can be really hard. It makes me feel uncomfortable when women say that to me. Oh, well, I want this. I want your ass, if you will, excuse me, but <laughs> unapologetic ass. Yeah, yeah. You already said fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I actually feel really uncomfortable. I don't want you to want to be me or want to have my body. I want you to accept the body that you have and we'll just work on the health piece. Do you know what's so interesting to me listening to 
you, Ashley, and Melanie, and then going back to what Haley was saying around your perfectionism, there's almost three times we've talked about imposter syndrome. Yes. Like you've had this level of perfectionism that's like, I feel like I don't fit the um, standard definition of what a, a health coach or a body image coach should be or for yourself, exactly the same, Ashley. And then Haley, you said the same thing about your coaching as well. I feel like if, I, if I'm if i not the expert, if I don't know all the answers, I'd rather, you know, go and photograph you in a meadow and quickly distract you from that. So there's this imposter thing showing up in all of our realms that is, is it, are we calling that perfectionism? The imposters? Yeah, like we've set ourselves up for a, a set level of expectation or a perfect health coach or a perfect body image coach or the perfect intuitive business coach. And given that we've created that story and then here we're trying to live up to it and no one's ever really living up to it because it's a false um, identity and a false image. And then we're just running into the wall. But that's what makes it safe, right? Like, Okay, tell me more. It makes it safe because we're not completely putting ourselves out there. So you're not getting 100% of us. Because if you're getting 100% of us and we fail, then that's like the worst thing that could ever happen to a perfectionist. Okay. Yeah, that's big, Haley. Yeah. Heavy. Ready? Jordan Lal, mortgage broker. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So as we've been sitting here um, and I've been absorbing the conversation for the last uh, 22 minutes or so. Um, <laughs> not that we're timing. Not that we're timing. I was sitting here thinking, I just don't have anything to add to the conversation. I haven't done this before. We're already on the fourth episode and I haven't participated. I just am not good enough to be talking on this topic. And it's so interesting to me because... We're all just doing our best, and yet I have this internal need to be perfect at it before I even open my mouth. Jordan, I think that's the perfect example of what perfectionism is. So thank you for so much for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, you nailed it, Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kathy Buchanan, balancing energy coach. Sure. That sounds good. Yeah? Yeah. Is it perfect, though? <laughs> well, this is balancing energy, so I wanted to make sure I'm representing you to, like, so perfectly. Ancestral clearing and forgiveness, coach. Would there you better? go. Mm-hmm. I love it's yeah, I perfect, know. in fact. It's perfect. Yeah. It's so good. perfect. I like perfect. <laughs> so what I love about your story is that you were more, if you had somebody say that you were perfect, yeah. that you felt almost uncomfortable. Well, let's be clear, no one said I was perfect, but (laughs) (laughs) accused of of just being kind of so great or thinking you're so great. And actually, an interesting example was when I was in my 20s, I was a weight loss coach, I guess coach, advisor at Jenny Craig, and people would come into my office and be sitting for 20 minutes, we get along, everything's great, and then be like, well, what do you really know about weight loss because you're so skinny? Mm. And then I have to actually pull out pictures of, well, this was me 40 pounds ago. But it's interesting how it's sort of, I've always felt that sort of being better was actually of a disservice. I don't mean better, that sounds terrible. A disservice to myself, or mm-hmm. I felt it was. Obviously it mm-hmm. wasn't, but I that's how I was perceiving it. I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. being bigger, so I was always making myself small. 
and just I never wanted someone to feel uncomfortable around me so I would probably diss myself or I would find something dumb to say about myself and compliment that person so I think that's how I dealt with it. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of strange. Yeah, it's striving no, for I imperfection. Like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like perfection is kind of scary. But what if you yeah. lose your friends? What if they're this? What if they're that? What if people don't like you because of, I don't know. It was yeah. just overwhelming. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's a different way to look at perfectionism. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because the overachiever versus like the underachiever. Totally. Yeah. And I should see my house. Like it's a disaster area all the time. Mm-hmm. And I go with, well... It's because it should be perfect, and I'm not going to bother being perfect, so that's just a disaster. <laughs> you've embraced it. And, exactly. you, and you know what? My house is too. My house oh, is yes. a complete disaster. <laughs> so there's two things that I needed to be perfect in. I feel like everybody has their kind of like perfect niche. Yeah. I, I really do. Okay, so one is my business. Second one was my body. Mm-hmm. Body is like slowly going. I'm in recovery. <laughs> um, but the perfectionism like to do with my business is still 100% there. Does anybody feel that way about pieces of their life? Yes, I would. I would totally agree with you on that. Um, it's been interesting to sit here and to talk about the body piece so much, um, and then to hear the different insights from both Melanie and from Ashley. Um, I've always been someone who struggled with with body image and just not being perfect, and kind of coming to this understanding that. It just, I just was, I'm just never going to be perfect in my mind and accepting that, which is kind of sad, right? Accepting to not feel perfect. Can I challenge you to redefine what you Mm -hmm. think is perfect? So similar to what I talked about at the beginning, and I will not credit myself with this because this was through the work of a psychologist that I worked with many years ago, Mm -hmm. who guided me on this path of kind of stepping down from my own pedestal and redefining what it was that I was really seeking. And for myself, it was seeking a certain level of excellence. And I use that word a lot now with Mm -hmm. myself and with clients. I'm curious if you had to redefine it for yourself, what are you really seeking? Yeah, I think you just hit the the nail on the head there. For me, I, I just have this need for validation it's it's all outwards it's not really even about myself it's it's about everyone else so um I'm also not in recovery yet so (laughs) but I'm working on it um and it's interesting to me because when I'm sitting next to someone as lovely as Ashley um inside and out and you know I say like I just I don't know if I would ever even want to explore the idea of coaching with you because I'm so intimidated by how perfect your body is and you're going like oh my gosh no like I want to sit down with you so bad um it just it kind of it opens my eyes a lot to to think okay I have a lot more work to do (laughs) which I'm just gonna is it okay if I yeah respond to you when I read and follow you on Instagram I was inclined to send you that message that one day because every time I read your stories and follow you I connect with you and I really appreciate that because I have a story as well and um, although different can bring the same feelings which could bring us together and for you to know that um, I can understand how your intimidation may be, but I, I am you in so many ways as well. And this is what I love about this. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, 
just tearing up in here. Yeah. What's going on? It's the connections. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love it. Absolutely. It's the connections that have, have changed my life. Yes. And yeah. But no, I'm appreciative of it. Glad I was able to be here for tonight. Yeah. I just want to add one thing. If you can get to a place of acceptance with your body, which is where I am at at this time, it doesn't mean to, it, like, it does not mean you need to love yourself where mm-hmm. you're at. You can still be in acceptance and still want to live on a right. lighter frame, but you need to come to a place of acceptance with where you're at right now because right. you're pretty fucking perfect. Agreed. Yeah. 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 But you need That's to come to that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was. I wanted to do the like. What is that called? Gravel. Gravel. Yeah. 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 Eighty nine and in a courtroom. Here, here. From the eighteen hundreds. Like here, here. Throw down is perfect. You've been watching too much Outlander. <laughs> okay, so speaking of perfection, Jamie from Outlander. Holy crap. Can we end on that note? Yeah, we can end on that note. Thank you so much for listening, Connections, and thank you again to our sponsor, Nude Vodka Soda. If you are still with us and have hung on until the end of this cast, you are officially connected. Head over to unapologeticconnections.com to read more about us and put some names to faces. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us an honest review. Our agency stands for a lot of things, but most of all, real truth and real connection. So thank you for connecting with us. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.